This is your host, Heather Petropoulos, recording live from my home studio in Brooklyn, New York, bringing you the Photo Mixed Tapes podcast. Happy belated Thanksgiving, my audience, and welcome to the third episode of season four, Thanksgiving. I do hope you enjoyed the day if you celebrated, and even if you didn't, know that you're all on the very top of my gratitude list. I felt very thankful this year to be able to spend time with family and to have more time to interact with friends. You will notice a much shorter episode this week so that you and I could both focus our time and energies on the more important people and activities of our lives. I do think it's vital to a full and fulfilled life to separate out from the rest of the world whenever you can to make sure that the people in your life who are most important know how important they are. It doesn't matter if you choose a day that's been designated a holiday long before you came around, or if you choose to do it on a random weekday by picking up the phone or making a plan with a friend. These will be our prevalent memories when our time on Earth is done not how we kept to schedules or how productive we were. I have been so enjoying sharing the new story, Please Respond By, in this new season, and I wanted to prioritize sharing the next chapter with you on this holiday week, especially because we find our troop of characters celebrating Thanksgiving themselves in the story. How could I not do a special Thanksgiving episode with this chapter befitting of this week? I'm so grateful for your audience, and I look forward to hearing from you at heather at photomixedtapes.com. Next week, I will return at the same time and channel with a full episode, including creation tips and a new review. But without further ado, here's the next chapter of Please Respond by. Chapter 3 Thanksgiving 2002. Shudder! Shudder! Come in here now! Jesse is shouting out into their small Brooklyn backyard for their little troublemaker to come back inside. She's been out there for way too long on such a chilly morning, and their family and friends would soon be filling up the apartment for their annual Thanksgiving meal. Jesse turns around almost right into Jules, who's wearing the biggest grin. Does she know who's boss yet? At just over three years old, their dopey brown lab was anything but obedient, and she probably never would be. Babe, she has two mommies, so I'm not sure what you're getting at with. Julie interrupts her with a sweet, quick kiss and goes back into the kitchen where, everyone knows, Jules is the boss. The apartment already smelled amazing. The doorbell rings and Jessie answers it to her brother Jack while Jules's mom comes into the kitchen to check on her and hang out while she cooks. In no time, Jules and her mom and Jessie and Jack are laughing simultaneously at different things and on different soundtracks. Jules doesn't hear her phone ring with Shudder running back and forth between the kitchen and the living room to get all the attention from both camps. Abby leaves a message for Jules, the only friend she knows will understand her in Bobby's current fight. Why wasn't she picking up? She knew she was at home cooking. Damn it! 
Jules, hey, I know you're there. Where the fuck are you? I, I need you. Anyway, I'm really stressed out about spending a first holiday with Bobby's clan upstate, and we're fighting, and you would just get it, and damn, Jules, where the hell are you? I still don't understand why Abby and Bobby couldn't make the decision to be here with us. It's not like you couldn't have accommodated Bobby's immediate family. I mean, as a mom, I understand why he wanted to be with his mom, but with Abby just in New York, it just doesn't make sense for her to go up to his family. I'm going to call Therese and Steve and see how they're holding up later on. What, Mom? Jules, did you hear anything I just said? Jules was distracted thinking about whether or not she should get shutter obedience training so that she got along better with other dogs at the dog park. She just loved how Jessie tried with her, but it was going nowhere. Whenever she cooked, she would get distracted and go into these elaborate thoughts. It was like her therapy. She could have every burner going and still maintain the food and the thinking. She felt bad, though, since her mom was there to spend time with her. Something about Abby and Bobby, Mom. We'll see them at Christmas back up north. How is Abby doing, sweetheart? I know that last fall was really hard on their entire family, and she's been different. Jules reached into her pocket to check a recipe, and she saw she had missed calls and a voicemail. Well, speak of the devil, Abby was just calling. I swear you have a sixth sense, Mom. Can you mash the potatoes while I check in? Jules filled with dread as she listened to the voicemail. She had been keeping some things with Abby a secret from her mom, sharing them only with Jessie. Jessie was so much less jaded than she was and didn't think much of it. But Abby sounded a bit off today, and Jules was worried that she was going to... Hey, babe, what's up? I just saw your mom alone in the kitchen mashing your famous potatoes, keeping it in the family, I guess. Jules was glad that Jessie was nearby, but couldn't even begin to describe what she sensed was going on with Abby and Bobby. I don't understand why you're still hung up on what happened with my boss in Chicago, Bobby. We had been struggling for months, and you know I wanted to move down here to be with you, and well, and to be closer to Jules, also, for a long time, since 9-11, really. Why are you acting like I made everything happen for a reason or something? Abby, babe, I, I just want some clarity because you've been acting strange ever since you called me about being fired out of the blue and moving down here and you haven't found a job and you act like Jules and I are the only two people in the whole city. You do remember that Jules has a girlfriend she lives with, right? Do you even remember her name? It's Jessie. One of my best friend's sisters, Jessie? Just because I want my best friend and my boyfriend to myself every once in a while doesn't mean that I'm ignoring her relationship or your autonomy. Then why did you suggest that we skip going to be with my family today so that you and Jules could go to brunch alone this morning? We all have families, Abby. Have you ever even called your parents or brother or sister today? Do you even plan to? At this, Abby ran out of the room, screaming back, Well, at least my family doesn't act like royalty. Bobby grabbed his coat and keys and left the apartment to cool off. This was going nowhere fast. 
At the slam of the apartment door, Abby's phone rang. Oh, and now he up and left me, like disappeared. Can you even believe it? Hey, Abby, I only have... And where have you been? I thought you were at home cooking. Abby, I I left my mom to... So do you want to know where it started? Can you believe Bobby didn't understand why I would have wanted you and me to... Jules's entire body tensed. She was uneven ever since Abby moved down, and even though they got along great in college, Jesse and Abby were almost estranged. It was so stressful on Jules since Abby demanded so much of her attend. Jules, have you heard a word I said? Oh, sorry, Shudder just got out. Everything's about Shudder lately. I moved down here to be with you and... Abby, you haven't even asked me how I am or anything about... Fine, Jules. Go back to your important day. Don't worry about me. Don't even give me a second... At this, Bobby walked back into the apartment with a little bundle of pink roses, and Jules walked back into the kitchen to see her mom proudly scooping mashed potatoes into a serving bowl. Abby, of course I care about... Abby hung up on Jules to run to Bobby. Jules, realizing she had been distracted from the things right around her, decided to box her feelings up and keep them for later. They weren't going anywhere since Abby was here to stay now. She hugged her mom and thanked her for mashing. Jesse and Jack came into the kitchen and opened a bottle of Prosecco to toast the day and start talking about everything they were grateful for. As Bobby fastened his seatbelt to get ready to drive them up north, he looked over at Abby who was scrolling through Facebook and he noticed that she was on Jules's page, looking at pictures from today. That was odd. He put it out of his head and asked, Are we okay? While reaching for Abby's hand. Swatting his hand away so she could continue scrolling through the pictures, Jules posted of all of them in the kitchen. She flatly answered, Sure, Bobby, at least we're together. He turned to thank her for saying so, but she was so completely immersed in these public photos of her friend Jules, he decided to give it a rest and just drive for a while in her company. Jessie asked Mary to hold her thought while she answered her cell phone. She didn't recognize the phone number, so it gave her pause enough to interrupt the conversation. Hello? Hello? Just static, and what sounded like a man's voice, but very far away. And then she heard Jules walking toward the door. They had finished dessert about an hour ago, so that couldn't possibly be a latecomer. Jules nearly fell back at the sight of her, drenched and looking furious at the apartment door, unexpected. She almost wondered if her mom had arranged her to come. Back to the phone, Jesse inquires again. Hello? Can you hear me? Bobby, is that you? Tell Jules she left me at a gas station. She doesn't seem to be... Then the phone tone. Abby, what are you doing here? And why are you soaking wet? <laughs>